I know I just sent you uh, uh, my uh, part of the show notes, but uh, uh, the first the first uh, article in it is men's hats rank from most to least tainted by a website uh, uh, called Something Awful, and they put at number one the most tainted the pointed hood. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got obvious connections to uh, American uh, racist movements. Uh, and speaking of that, you uh, you mentioned uh, an, uh, a story about, uh, what do they call it? Something like SAE or something? Yeah, Sigma Alpha Epsilon, the chapter at, I think it's Oklahoma University. Uh, there was video that surfaced of them singing a racist song using the n-word they're on a bus and it looks like there's actually women on the bus so it might be um, their sister sorority that's also in question Um, and then there's also video of their house mother who's like in her 80s or something also singing a song but again using the n-word so this is just completely blown up and I think just one by one we're going to see that more and more universities and people come forward and just say that these fraternities are awful. Yeah. You know, they've, they've brought up the alcohol dust. They've brought up, you know, a lot of the bad things they do. And, yes, you know, somebody brought up that they do a lot of good things. But in this case, you know, how are they regulated? It you does know, not weigh it. How do we know what's really going on? Um, what are these little pools really festering inside young minds in universities? Yeah, this is a school uh, uh, that's a major uh, football school, and uh, they have uh, they've won a cha- championship in the last twenty years, and they they have a Bob Stoops, a very high profile coach. So I heard that he marched with some students and players against it. But I'm gonna talk about that. Like, yeah, why? I I heard a major commit, a major recruit, decommitted because he wants obviously to go somewhere else. A young African uh, young African American man. Uh, wants to actually go somewhere else, you know, instead of Oklahoma. I mean, I, you can't blame them. Yeah, and I mean, when when you start to see that it's affecting the university in, in more ways, such as, you know, top recruits and other students and the press and everything, um, it, I hope it makes universities realize that these are just PR nightmares on their campus waiting to happen. I mean, the stuff that I heard about that went on at actually an SAE fraternity at the University of San Francisco is horrible. You know, degrading, and I don't understand why any of that was necessary for the, you know, pledges to do. Okay, so the Something Awful article uh, goes on to uh, number two being a trilby. Now, uh, uh, this is one of those stupid things that's debated on uh, uh, stuff like the Fedora blogs. Uh, um, What... Is the difference between a trilby and a fedora? Is there a real difference, or is trilby simply a subset of fedora? Well, can you name other subsets? I uh, I, I never heard this concept in hats. What's a trilby like? What? How do you, do you think trilby is its own type of thing? Yeah, it's a it's a smaller brim. Um, I think it comes from a slightly different era. Okay, that's good. So that's, I mean, that, that'll that work fine. So so for some reason, Trilby has, has escaped the, you know, the orbit of in Fedora and it's on this list and it's number two. It's ranked even higher uh, than Fedora. So no, number three 
uh, that uh, is the uh, uh, infamous uh, police hat. This is the Cleveland Police Department, District Number Four, sir. You're a fucking drag. You know that. You know that's of course. It's you know so the police is gonna be high up on the list of uh, douchey hats. So yeah. number four, finally, mm. number four is the fedora. And um, the the fedora, of course, is the subject of blogs, and uh, it is uh, the uh, is subject of a lot of debates, but uh, has become associated with the uh, douchey, uh, 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 chivalrous corner of the internet. Um, I, I think is the way to put it. And, and so I found it kind of fascinating when, um, uh, I saw an ad on Twitter and, uh, the ad was, was for Microsoft careers. Okay. And the, the, they were like highlighting some guy real or made up who knows. And his (laughs) name is David and he is wearing a fedora. Yes, and his little ad says, Hello, m'lady. Now, I, uh, I added that, so you can go oh. to Flickr and, uh, and uh, see the, the artwork that I did to uh, add that. I'm, I'm convinced that, that it's Do, real. It, it fits in pretty well. I mean, it does. Uh, that, that, so... <laughs> so they just put... This picture up with nothing there, just this guy in a fedora and some like sparkly thing. Uh, yeah, I added some of the I added some of the uh the sparkle to it too. I uh I so no, you make their ads so much better, and you make fun of them. <laughs> David also has one of those like beards that goes from the temple down to the chin and back up to the temple. <laughs> Like what are those called? Like, they're uh, uh, it's a joke. I think are they called uh, uh, neck beards or or what? What is? I guess, but I don't know. It's got a very triangular face. Like an animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big week. The the article um does go on further so uh it it it, it, it after that though after after uh, the fedora five I mean what can you say but but there is the number five they list at the fedora I mean uh, after the fedora number five is the top hat <laughs> uh and and this is this is what they say uh, at the beginning quote. This one's classy hat is rarely seen in the wild these days without the addition of goggles and cogs, unquote. Totally, the steampunks. Yeah? But their top hats look like Alice in Wonderland. They're like curvy and, you know, steampunky. They're not like, you know, tuxedo top hats. A little bit of surreal geometrics to them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a good point, but I think they may still have fallen in the same category. (laughs) Yeah. You could put beans in your top hat. You know how top hats? Remember they used to like open up. They have indents. They have like carrying compartments. Yeah. Really? I mean, like in like cartoons, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like cartoons. 
Yeah. Cartoons is way better with top hats. They did live on in cartoons like a lot longer than uh, in in dress. I mean, like even by the time a lot of people were wearing hats, still I'm like, uh, uh, I don't. I, you know, the part there are like a lot of depictions of uh, of men in like the 40s show a lot of men wearing hats, right? Maybe that was mostly because photographs were taken at at dressier events, maybe. But maybe I guess there were a lot of people wearing those type of hats. Yeah, and they were short, so they wanted to look tall, so they had big hats. People were, uh, yeah, they, they have been getting taller as uh, the last, yeah, 100 years have been going on. They, they do list at number six, the bowler hat. Uh, you know, I mean, that's one of those things. I, I mean, you know, the picture they have is of a steampunk guy. So that's another one you could find. It is true. You might find that with the steampunk thing, that kind of retro English kind of look. Uh, number seven, they list is backwards baseball cap. Oh. Yeah. You know, I'm not usually a big backwards baseball cap guy, but the single biggest reason is that like I, you know, I move around in that, you know, I don't know how you don't hit the brim against your back like a lot, you know, unless you have it sticking out a long way. And that you can't do. It's so douchebag. Uh, <laughs> That's what it stands for. Backwards cap. Yeah. I mean, I just can picture all the dudes... That I knew. There are people that wear backwards like every once in a while, and that's fine. But this is talking about the people that wear backwards all the time, well, no matter what. Like, they don't know that it's supposed to be worn the other way. <laughs> that's the people they're talking about. Yeah, you know what? That's true. Like, if it's an affectation, like, you're always doing it. You know, I, I, I think that's a good point because sometimes you need the brim out of the way, you know? Um, I used to wear hats a lot when... Uh, you know, uh, like uh, w when we first met, and when I wanted to kiss you, I had to turn the brim around. <laughs> and then I would never wear hats, but then I would wear basil hats and try to kiss you and forget about the brim and smack you in the face. <laughs> Why does that get a ding? <laughs> you did so good, I want to give you a treat. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> So I, I want a little help from you, uh, if you could please uh, review this video for me. He's grimace. No. <laughs> See, things aren't good for him is his grimace. Oh, be differently. Nobody each other. He sounds like what? It does sound a little bit like Homer Simpson. So this is a video from 2010 by Chris Chan. Uh, so it um, he has three purple pieces of construction paper and one of them sort of a mask with a few kind of eye things and stuff. And that's his Grimace costume. Oh, but the mask is off so now he's talking as uh, him. 
This is awesome. Yeah, that was like I think the kind of the the high point of the of the Chris Chan phenomenon. It was when he he could usually be seen in this, in that shirt or one very like it. Now he's doing some uh, uh, garage band um, musicianship. He's banging away at the guitar uh, hero controller. The one rock they call the geek. I don't care. Who never smiles. Cause I've got braces on my teeth. And I, I don't care. How it feels to cry myself to sleep. I'm the kid. I'll never play. Just do it. Who's always chosen. djmcloud.com slash 64 podcast with me, Dan McKeown, 
And with Jessica McKeown. Hi. Hey. And uh, you can check out the show notes. Go to the website uh, and uh, look for podcast 147. And we are recording on March 10th, 2015. So how about a book whose one, one of the characters is a cockatoo? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, A Confederacy of Dunces is a book set in New Orleans. It is by an author named John Kennedy Toole, uh, who wrote the book in the 60s. Uh, he, he died uh, uh, actually by suicide um, in, in 1969. The book wasn't published, I don't think, until the early 80s. Uh, his mother discovered the manuscript. So, uh, you know, his uh, book uh, involves a young man around 30 who lives at home with his mother. And he, basically, uh, he believes in medieval ideals. He, he believes in a different kind of uh, philosophy. So when uh, his mother starts meeting people who are paranoid about the communists and stuff like that, um, it bothers his sensibility. Not because he's a modern liberal, but because it bothers his um, uh, old world kind of uh, romantic ideals. And this uh, <laughs> affects the way he interacts with the world in a whole a range of different ways. But uh, early on, uh, he and his mother uh, managed to get themselves in, into a, an incident and a, and a, a, a fender bender that, that, that leaves him in a quest for money, meaning that Ignatius, the uh, main character, uh, has to go out and look for work. This has all sorts of uh, uh, crazy unintended consequences, but uh, after uh, t uh, trying to find his, his place, he decides that he's going to make a run at a being a hot dog vendor. Uh, the the thing about it is this uh, type of work uh, while he finds it uh, both uh, uh, satisfying because he can eat hot dogs and uh, you know uh, better than working in the downtrodden jeans company where he had previously been uh, his mother is ashamed and worried and the whole plot builds up over time uh it, 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 uh, to the point where she is actually trying to get him like committed get him sent away and it, it it's it's a process uh, by where she uh, she meets people who alienate uh, her from from them and uh, even like starts looking out toward the the dating world though the way with her, her her new friends setting them up. Now, unfortunately, these new friends are relatives of this policeman, Officer Mancuso. And the uh, policeman uh, was uh, actually, uh, you, you know, like, of course, uh, Ignatius, uh, not trusted at all by Ignatius. And these people start prying around in his life and Although Ignatius is a, a rather uh, difficult individual and is uh, somewhat 
pious and uh, uh, perhaps patronizing. Uh, as the book goes on, you see uh, that he uh, at least has uh, a core of uh, of uh, integrity that his mother lacks, and uh, she allows herself to be influenced by people around her. And early on, they visit a, a bar where a lot of other events happen later, and uh, there's a culminating event where uh, a show, uh, a kind of a strip show involving uh, a bird gets out of hand, and the uh, the 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 incident uh, involves Ignatius uh, having it kind of attack him out in uh, public, and making a whole scene. Uh, but uh, he's quite uh, lucky that in the end he's able to escape before the people uh, uh, come to pick him up uh, to send him to the mental institution, and he's uh, as as the story goes on, he has correspondence with. A young woman uh, that he used to know, I think from school or something, and from college or something, and he uh, he's going out to New York at the end of the story uh, to visit her. Well, that's our show. Uh, if you have some feedback, you can send it to twenty fifteen at sf three am dot com, and check out the website djmcloud.com mm-hmm.